The following program contains mature themes that may offend you and challenge you. As a result, you may paint an innumerable amount of Bristol boards, piss, and exhale fire, call for the host to be disemboweled in the village square, push for suppression, compelled speech, and an infinite number of deplatformings. Other listeners may experience the urge to laugh as we all hurl towards Armageddon, tolerate diversity of thought, control their childlike emotional impulses, stop taking everyone and everything so seriously. But either way, listener discretion is advised. This is Unmentionable, an unhealthy dose of realism with your host, Jordan Power. Welcome to another week of Unmentionable Podcast. I'm Jordan Power. This is part two with Voodoo in studio. Enjoy. Okay, so on that morning, you wake up, mm-hmm. you get the call, yeah. and they're like, okay, you have to be there by noon. Yeah. Uh, do you like do push-ups or yeah. anything? Oh, yeah. yeah. I had a pool at my house, so I would jump in with the dogs. I had five dogs, and we would jump five in. Five dogs? Five Jesus. dogs. Yeah, wow. that's why. Your pit, I, I had two pit bulls, uh, uh, English bulldog, and two French bulldogs. I love the bully breeds. Yeah, same. They're great. And I tossed them. I bulldog tossed <laughs> them. Like, I'll take the English or the French bulldog, the smaller ones. The pit bull was too big, and I would just throw them in the fucking pool, like launch cannonball, launch them into the pool. Glory days. Yeah. It's wow. the glory days. <laughs> they loved it. They loved it. So you throw the pit bulls and you're like, doing, you swim. I do my thing. I swim. Do you I, visualize in your head the scene that I day? I try not to because that turns me on. That, mm. It gets me horny. And I want to. I don't want to start pre-coming. Like I'm a pre-comer. Right. If I know I'm going to fuck, I'm already like, the, my blood is boiling. My head starts getting hot. And then I start getting the heart on in my yeah, pants. I, I know you're talking about the blood like down yeah, your neck. I feel it. That's yeah. when you know you're about to make a bad decision. Yeah. Because if you're in that zone yes. at like two in the morning. Yes. And then you're like, that person who's like a six out of ten, you're like, well, Take it. You know, yeah, he yeah, knows. Yeah. But you know, I've I know done exactly that. what he's talking about. But if you come, exactly then you're going to shoot yourself about. back to like, oh, I only fuck eights. Yeah, yeah. That's everyone post, knows post that. not clarity. Right? Not everyone knows that. Well, that's a very specific thing. What you described. Well, right? clearly, <laughs> if you're, if you're not a partier, yeah, and if yeah. You, you won't know. What, like I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, there. here's what I've learned about Generation Z is uh, as I have uh, like started to hook up with people who are like 23, 24. Mm-hmm. I find that they're very into like like this idiot with the metaverse and Oculus. Yes. It's like they just want to cyber chat and send photos yeah. and then come. Yeah. They don't want to meet up with you because they all need four medications to leave their house. That's so true. So they're like just want the virtual experience of like jerking off whatever. And then after they're come, they come, they're not interested. Whereas I'm like, why don't we just hang out? That's right. But I find with that generation, they have so much anxiety that they don't want they want as least amount of social friction as possible. So what I'm going to tell you is this is why you can't be afraid to jump into their world. Like if somebody's like, I know, I know know exactly what you're talking about. People are so scared to come out of their apartments these days. So I go to your apartment. I do the fun thing. I break in. I break in. I do the things that you like to do. And then I bring you out because now right. you trust me. Sure. So now I'm taking you on motorcycle rides and I'm throwing you out of airplanes. And you're like, oh my God, there wow. was a whole world out here. And you become a god to that person. Sure. And that person will want to fuck you for the rest of your life, even after you dump them 20 years later. Yeah. Well, I'm not trying to date 23 year olds. I mean, I, I, was, I was trying to hook up with this 23 year old because he was really good looking. And I was talking to him. And then they're I'm, good hookups here and there yeah, but man they're politically the insane oh, they're, yeah. they're just politically just insane laugh. i just laugh and i try not to get too sick see you're still i can see you're still at that point where you'll you'll I jump in much. you'll yeah. jump into oh, the well, conversation this is what i do for, yeah. for 
for sure. Yeah, if I'm in the mood to piss a person off, I will go like, "Here's these are my ideas, and they're they will fuck you." But if I'm just looking to like to fuck somebody, I'll be like, "Yeah, oh yeah, oh you hate fucking Trump? I hate. Oh him. yeah, I don't know who, I, who anybody would love that. Yeah, funny yeah, at yeah, all. I got Trump hats Everyone on my fucking. If they it's just Trump. googled me. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it's like all Trump stuff. Yeah. No, they'll they'll you be. You know like, who requests that? All my gay fans. I know. Uh, well, there's a Tumblr for gay guys who jerk off to Republicans because like Republicans huge. traditionally. Like, so my favorite thing is the is the gay guy that uh, I talk about it where he tweets all day about masculinity ruining the world and then he goes off home and he jerks off those to are the all my yeah. those are my only fans. Yeah, those are my only fans. That's ninety percent of my only fans. They're fa- they're walking contradictions. Absolutely. They hate themselves. Absolutely. Like, I don't think, like, there's some level of masculinity sometimes where I'm like, oh, but for but, the but most see, part. see, a lot of them, because I get into conversations with these people because they, they're the ones paying my bills now. Right. And a lot of them. Well, you're going to get a few from and this. And they tell me, and this is what they tell me, and it's the same speech from all of them. I can't be me in front of crowds, in front of my other gay friends who are super liberal, who are actually liberal, because then I'll get fucking ostracized. So there's a whole gay conservative community right now that's in the closet, not for being gay, for being conservative. Mm. Yeah. Oh, we it's, have, we have, well, this is actually great business. And it's huge. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so that's why a lot mm-hmm. of them that pretend, that are out there, because a lot of these guys are, are also on my Twitter and I see what they tweet, which is 100% different than what they talk to me sure. on my OnlyFans. Yeah. So I, everybody has two or three or four faces today, man. But the real them is, is the one that they confess course, to you. Of course, yes. Yeah. Oh, you're paying to be. Oh, yeah. To, <laughs> if you're paying, if you're paying to be stimulated, you're giving me the Real you. Really? So do you do like <laughs> custom videos for them? Like custom, you, you like read tr- Trump quotes and shit. And <laughs> I have a guy. I build a wall in let my bedroom. Tell, I throw Mexicans you, over it. Let me tell you what one of my fe- one, one of my fan fetishes is. He likes videos where I jerk off and I talk about impregnating liberal, <laughs> liberal, um, uh, liberal, uh, new age feminist women and their, their mothers, their daughters. <laughs> Just and, and and how I have to impregnate them and how the cuck he's the cuck husband oh, he's the cuck he's the cuck who has to take care of my kids and he's got to sit there and watch me impregnate these liberal women and it, the word liberal has to be in there and I have to say I'm a strong conservative <laughs> Trump supporter and I'm impregnating you liberal women with my hot dick conservative <laughs> oh load Lord. deep inside your pussy and that's that's what they want man. Fuck, that's what they want. And how much does that cost? Well, how much do I charge? Yeah. I charge I don't charge anything below five hundred dollars for a video. Okay. Wow. So that's that video exactly. Now when do you say to them like, okay, it's five hundred dollars? They will write out like a treatment scripts. Maybe I tell him, send me your script, man. I love reading this. Shit. I just picture him in the love mirror, it. like rehearsing Absolutely. like a stage actor. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. And I, I go over the key. I find the key words. Soy boy. It's hear. like on a, like a board. <laughs> Beta. Soy boy. I wish I had a tech guy. Yeah. Doing that. for. Talk more about impregnation. Talk more. You're missing that. <laughs> Do they ever get back to you and be like, I wish you would have added more of this. Never, never. Because mm, they've already come. Man. I get my ass kicked. Sometimes I feel like I didn't do my best. Yeah. And I still get my ass kissed just because I did. So at this point, I feel like I, I could just put out anything. If I say their name and a bit of their kink, they're going to, ah, 
I yeah. love that shit. I always, I'm a true professional, so I always try to give 100%. Even if I'm feeling like 99%, I try to give 100%, and I never have people not coming back for more videos. Dude, I'm I get swamped. so inspired right now. Like, go, uh, go shoot a porn, <laughs> Shimon. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm coming to edit. Okay, so we didn't get to the, we, we're all over the place, but it's fun. So... We didn't get to the part where, like, you start doing your push-ups, you're throwing the pit bulls, you're drowning yeah. the pit bulls. Yes. And then you get to set. Walk us through, like, in that day. I know today well, it's different. It's even before set. My favorite part of a porn day is the motorcycle ride to set. Damn. Because I'm, I, I'm doing 200 kilometers an hour on the highway. I've got my earphones in. I'm thinking I'm about to go fucking. I'm the king of the world. Sunny L.A sunny palm LA. trees you're sweating wow. a little bit you know mm -hmm. getting getting that's to work. the cocaine coming out from the night before <laughs> that's, right. that's the party coming out from the night we've before. all been there a little anxiety disorder still hanging around but i'll yeah. tell i'll tell you that whole lifestyle sets you up for a huge drop oh yeah because i was I, I, at one point in my career i was hit by a car on my way to set and it fucked me up for a while like, like your ex even my no, no, no! It's just an accident. No, was like, she driving? Is what yeah, I'm well, hey, man, it could have been her. No, but it I won half the house. It you son of a That'd bitch! Be a great story, but I'll buy that story from you. Um, no, I just got hit. It was just an accident. Guy fucking hit me on with his uh, SUV, his truck, and it just brought your confidence because you think when you're going to a porn set and you're you're like an athlete, like you have to think you're a god. You have to think that your shit doesn't stink. You're the most amazing human being on the fucking planet because performing in porn is all about confidence mm -hmm. it's really that's all it, it, it is your health how healthy you are how good in shape that'll be like how long can you go can you do the two-hour scenes that these yeah. stupid french directors from france want to fucking <laughs> show they're the worst french directors from france they <laughs> french people in yeah yeah from france <laughs> yeah, yeah Quebec, no, no, no. quebecois I'm are different kidding. i'm right? just like but like shower more maybe yeah <laughs> like a little bit a, like there's that but i'm just saying like stereotypes like come from somewhere <laughs> I like know. i can tell you that <laughs> very do. thing it's like hey <laughs> do how does that how does that make start in society we're just getting rid of the soap <laughs> i don't understand natural I, I don't use chemicals on my armpits <laughs> american pig. pig so you so you guys okay, just saw i'm trying to picture you like okay so you're driving on the thing you get to set yes and then you walk in now i imagine because in your head you're trying to think of yourself like a god mm -hmm. does your entire posture change oh, and like yeah. the way you speak as you enter the porn yeah. set yeah yeah daddy's home it's it's <laughs> okay <laughs> he, gets, he gets a little bi-curious on the show no no that's how he goes in yeah <laughs> Is that an erection? <laughs> you popping a stiffy. <laughs> stiffy shippy? <laughs> not yet, not yet. <laughs> so, I, so you walk over to the gr girl and you say, do you even I introduce yeah, yourself? I, I'll you're, introduce you're a star myself. at that yeah. point. Okay. I'll introduce myself. I'll say, if you have any questions, because I... You know, you just want to make sure you know each yeah, other's Yeah, do they have boundaries. concerns? That's what always. I want to know. Yeah, yeah, always. Some, like what? Don't touch my asshole. <laughs> don't, don't put a, Don't put a fit. That's that number one. If it's a new girl... They've been told by their agents, like, asshole, they got to pay more if they want to play with your asshole, so don't let them touch your asshole, <laughs> right? And I'm, I'm a notorious asshole player with, right? player with her or whatever. Diddler. Diddler. Asshole diddler. So I would always, if, if the scene would go to regular cowgirl, my fingers are right there just playing with that asshole. And as it, long as she didn't tell you is what you're saying. Even if she did. Even yeah. if she did, I'll push the envelope, right? Of course. If, if she's like, like, if she does the hand thing, immediately my hand goes right away i'm very respectful of that but like i always try because 99 percent of the time like oh 
Oh yeah, more. Oh, oh. And then, Her agent's like yeah. beating her. Yeah. With yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a different time back then. Shit, You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It was a different time. I'm not saying it was a better time. It was not. A, it, was. it was better it time was. in other ways. Yeah. But I mean, we used to call it a wife beater, yeah. a shirt. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there you go. That's pretty yeah. much what it is. No, I because I imagine like people would have a list of well i know there's a no list where you can't work with certain people but i imagine mm. people would have limits that immediately not immediately kissing was a huge one okay but pretty soon their limits would start to uh decrease absolutely because your earning potential is tied to how far you will exactly. go and then you also got to play it because like if you want to brand yourself a certain way you can't go in this direction because you can't get it back that's right that's yeah, it's, right. it's a very, it's like a dance. And that's why most people fail at it because nobody teaches these young girls economics and how to fucking market themselves and how to be professionals. Mm -hmm. They just show up off the bus and they're hip tied to some fucking pimp dude who just wants his 50 to $100 commission and that's it. And they do what they're told. How would they find these girls? Oh my God. Either from their own original hometown, their buddies are, you know, scoping out the chicks at the strip clubs or at the modeling agencies that are desperate to get to LA one way or another, or, you know, social fucking networking, you know, in LA, like people show up, they want to, they want to be an actor, but they're, you know, be, being a waitress or whatever. You find, you find that person that needs more money at that time and boom. I imagine within a few minutes of meeting these women yeah. that you probably over time could gauge very quickly who was about to get devoured by the industry. Absolutely. Oh, that was easy to tell. Yeah. Easy. If a girl was like from like Arkansas or Kansas, <laughs> just sweet, innocent, like they were going to get fucked up. If a girl was like from New York or yeah. San Francisco, savvy, savvy already has daddy issues. Like they're <laughs> awesome. They're, they're fucking doing tricks, deep throat tricks that you're like, whoa, okay, you're going to win an award this year for that. <laughs> you know, you know right away, right away from their first Scene. I'm voting for you this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, what percentage of the girls that you, let's say, started fucking mm -hmm. would be around in two years? Oh, like 50% would drop out by two years. Easily 50%. Damn. Yeah. It's it's a vicious business. I mean, anything entertainment is vicious. vicious vacuum, man. It, it's never ending. This is why people don't understand your addiction to porn has to do with the amount of content that's given to you. There's so much content because so many people do it. That's how many people are getting fucking crushed on a daily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. Every time you see a new girl, you're like, oh, fuck. It's another dime one, a dozen. Another one. A dime a dozen. So what made people like Jenna Jameson and yourself stay around? Just the time. Luck. Luck of the time that there wasn't that many people you know, mistreating their daughters to get into fucking LA. <laughs> you know, it was pre that time. People were still at home trying to get good raids and go to college and make something of themselves, you know, pay off that college loan. And then they found out, oh, fuck, porn. I could pay off my college loan in fucking two months. I could buy a house in two But it's months. also like with Jenna, because I actually, I read her book, which is a phenomenal book because it's mm -hmm. not written by her. Yeah. It's written by a ghostwriter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's very well written and very I couldn't I love um drug memoirs. I like when I go on vacation I'll read like the craziest drug memoirs, like rock star Fuck memoirs, yeah. porn Fuck stars. Yeah. Like I love I love like 
depravity and that seedy underbelly of yep. society because it's always a survival story yeah it's so how good did, and how, you, what we what you did learn, you do to get through it you learn street smarts <laughs> oh, very yeah. quickly when you read those books and like i saw with jenna when or read with jenna that like she was moving up the chain meaning like she was one of the first to start to produce and own yes. her content yeah did you feel like when you were like at first i guess you're like an employee did you start to own your content did you try to shift your business strategy so that you could have longevity i i tried but at the time when i when we were doing people like me and jenna were doing it she had investors so she had people ready to plunk down the money. Pips, if you, if yeah. you were just a performer and you were just loving buying a new car whenever you wanted to, you didn't want to put that money towards producing because it was fucking expensive back then and it was a risk. You need to find buyers, you know, European buyers, local buyers. You know, you had to put crews together. You had to pay the talent fees. You had to make sure these one of these things were making a porn movie was so, so many people fucking tried it early on when it was more expensive. When the internet came around where you can have a template fucking site to upload your videos and pictures to, and you could shoot fucking movies with GoPros, you know, like it changed that like anybody could it come. devalued it. It devalued it and but it did make the people the guys from Reality Kings were shooting with like it like it was like the reality porn stuff, like yeah. street blowjobs where they pretend to pick a chick up off the street, take her to a hotel and get a blowjob from her. It's still fake. Most people at the time didn't know it was fake, but it was so done low budget, shitty camera, no lighting, and no crew. Those early guys made the bank. Mm. And I wish I had more foresight or just more knowledge on the technology of putting up a website like Reality Kings and doing it super cheap that way. In my head, because I was working for the Vivids, the Wicked's, the Adam and Eve's, the Panhouse, the Hustlers, everything was big production. You got to spend fifty to uh, $80,000 to make a good porn movie to hopefully get two hundred to 300000 back from it. You know, and then, So it's like anything in life. It's the investment that you put in yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. And will you get the dividend? Yeah. And I imagine with her, because she was such a big star and she had the investors, that they knew, oh, that dividend will definitely and pay. And she lost so much money, too. I don't know how much she talks about how much she lost from a lot of these bad investors. A lot of the... her She was never a full owner of all her stuff. So there's always people like when she was married, her, her husband, when they split up, they would battle over the content. Yeah. Who is going to own the club client. Jenna. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was a nightmare for her. She went through nightmares dealing with that shit. Yeah. It's right? a great, it's a great, it's called uh how to, I think it's how to make love like a porn star yeah. is yeah. the name of the mm -hmm. book. It's, I just, I remember like I bought it cause at the time it was like t 10 years ago. I remember reading it just like for an airplane or whatever yeah. and i was just like it's like one of those books where like you just cannot I i'll I send you a couple i'm hours. working on my autobiography are I'm you writing it myself yeah. nice I, I wrote a book drugs too. and skydiving nice nice yeah. we'll promote it that's yeah. awesome how far are you into it uh, i would say i'm like 90 percent done i'm trying to like win the lotto max lottery to write the last chapter <laughs> to say i won you fuck you money yeah. i don't ever have to do a goddamn thing in my life again and i kind of feel like I might. Well, you got to have an arc. Yeah. So I remember when I wrote my book, like I had just disparate essays yes. and we kind of made it into an arc because everything like, you know, happy endings or whatever. Right. And my editor made me understand that. But to like create an arc when you just have this, all this stuff, you're like, I don't even know what the theme is. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. But you'll get there. Yeah. If anything, if the stories are just interesting, you could just write them as essay style and not connect right. them. 
but because it's a memoir, it's supposed to be linear. Yeah. yeah. And that's the way I've been writing it. That's good. Is, yeah. That's yeah. good. And so is there a part about Lindsay Lohan? Did I? I did write about that part. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's done. So this story is was broken on a Toronto radio station yeah. that I used to, move to work at. <laughs> Can we um, mention them? Yeah. No. I mean, pe- I, I don't seven? want people too close to me because okay. people are going to get a little cute. <laughs> that's why I don't try to say too much about the building and shit. Yeah. You know, it's just Good call. whatever. Yeah. Good call. Um, so you were saying that you had sex with her while her dad was sleeping upstairs. Yeah. So she says... I never, I never confirmed. Uh, she has like, she had the whole daddy thing going on. Right, of course. Oh, fuck me, fuck me. But be quiet. My dad's upstairs. Mm. I don't know if he actually was. I didn't go upstairs to check. <laughs> well, she was I, a grown woman with a probably, was it in LA? It was in LA and the dad was known. They were both known to sleep at that house in, in Hollywood. So the, you know, they both Her shared. parents just said, we're done with parenting. Yeah, and yeah. they just started doing coke with <laughs> the yeah. children. Yeah, yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. His story and the Britney, Steer, Britney Spears' father's story are different, but equally... Equally as trashy. In, yeah, yeah, as trashy in the yeah. same way. Yeah. So he just kept his... Her how did you meet her? Oh, I was at the, the Viper Room right on uh, Sunset. Just clubbing, everything. One of her friends knew who I was and brought her over and was like, hey, you know, you know you've talked about male porn stars and that and this and that. And we just started talking. Was she like fucked out of her mind? Yeah, already. Obviously. And so was I. Too. I was uh, doing ecstasy at that time. There so I was, uh, yeah. we were already both vibing <laughs> on ecstasy because that was the thing back then. And um, when you left with her, was there a sea of paparazzi? Oh, uh, at, at first, in the beginning. Right, right as we were leaving, but we kind of got away because there was other people. There was bigger names, way bigger names than her. Like Johnny Depp was there that Ooh, night. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of other names. So I, d- I even doubt. And I w- and at that time I was a little intimidating too because I rode the motorcycles and I had fucking crazy colored hair and paparazzi's really didn't like coming near me because I was unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what they want. They want know, unpredictable. Know, that's what they there's, chase. But there's that guy who I didn't have much to lose because I'm just a porn star. Right. I'm not a grade A fucking celebrity that has a house in the hills that has a lot to lose. I'll punch you and we can go to court and right. see who wins. I don't give a fuck. Oh, I thought more you meant like, I thought more they were like scared you were going to yell like fuck the Jews or something. No, like, no, that's no, what no. I, I love the Jews. That's what I thought. That's what I thought he was gonna like something like that like you know that one's a live wire we don't want to but I'm like they can edit it it's not live no 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 Jordan you're an idiot (laughs) so you go home with uh fire crotch yeah and uh and it's just insane like it's is she in the like one uh, like a beautiful home because she's pretty wealthy at that time it's okay it's a nice house nice house up in the hills and uh and it was just straight to it. We didn't talk much. It was just right there at yeah. the stairs, you know, and we just went into it. And nice. that's when it, that's when it's, sp- that's what I remember. Mo- I was so high that night that like, it could have been whatever it was. That sentence of, oh, be quiet. My dad is upstairs is what stuck. Like even to this day, like details of that whole night are fade because it was so long and I did so much other shit. And Lindsay's not on my top 10 list of like, hot chicks that I've banged. It was just a story because it was Lindsay Lohan, right? And she had a crazy father that then got into a... Is she like, like has mental problems? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. But do you think crazy. it's because she was under so much pressure from the fame Ch- or Ch- she just... Yeah, yeah, that's a huge part. Any kid that gets put through the Hollywood ringer through yeah. by forcefully being in there by your parents are going to be way more fucked up than yeah. anybody it's who, ch- it's kind who of child abuse Hollywood. It is. Truly 100%. like what they do. You surprise some of them even make it through. Like yeah. you look at some of them like 
who kind of still have it together, like Hillary Duff and Justin Timberlake, yeah. and like, but then you see the rest of them, and you're like, and I think the the differential is the constitution, like the constitution or the family foundation, yeah, that they have going into it. Wait, have you heard Corey Feldman's stories? All his stories about Isn't Michael all- Jackson diddled him or something. Michael Jackson diddled him. Most of Hollywood diddled him. All the <laughs> wow. all the young kids, the uh, the uh, the Phoenix brother, the good looking older one, mm-hmm. not not Joaquin. Um, I know who you're Stand talking about. Stand by me, Phoenix. Yeah. The, yeah. the real good-looking older Phoenix <laughs> was apparently, that's why he fucking died. A oh, lot of no. these actors get f- worse than porn stars. Well, Brian, do you know who Brian Singer is? Brian He's Sing- starting to go down now because there's been too many people have come out. He hasn't directed a movie, I think, since uh, the Queen's a queen movie yeah um and people were saying it's because like it's all starting to catch up to Uh-oh. him because all Uh-oh. these like young boys are coming out and being like i was on the private plane and i was like this age and yep. you know i was abused i was like all, all these drugs everything like, q and on says is true folks everything <laughs> we live in a world of uh, rich pedophiles man i remember in hollywood i will say like you know alex jones has done some despicable things okay yeah. we have to always do the disclaimer but i will say <laughs> He was the one that broke the Epstein story. And I remember a long time ago, like we're talking a really long time ago, Alex Jones went on to Mike and was like, you know, he's Alex Jones. He's yeah. like, he's wacky, but he's Screaming, insanely entertaining. Sweating. And he's like, yeah. there's an island where they fuck the children. And he's I going on and on. He's like, the globalists. And he's just, you know, screaming, whatever. I can't do that, yeah. the imitation. And, uh, the globalists! There it is. You got a rock growl when you talk. Yeah. The globalists and the pedophiles and the fucking the Clintons. The Clintons. Are <laughs> and he was doing that and he was saying, uh, you know, he's conspiratorial. So he's saying, like, there's this island where some of the richest people in the world and the most powerful go there and they sleep with children. And it's like Caribbean Island and blah, 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 blah. And everybody and you laughing. hear that without having, like, nowadays a lot of people have been exposed to the conspiracies and the bullshit that's starting to come out. So they're kind of like, their mind is already prepped for that. But if you just jump right in to conspiracies with that... With his energy. With his energy, you're going to be like, this man should be... Locked up. Locked locked up, up, padded cell. But then it was true. Yeah. Yeah. Then it was true. Crazy, right? And there's that um, Alex Jones was right thing on Twitter where, like, people will constantly just post clips of him right. predicting things that like vaccine passports yes. and different stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not talking about like vaccine passports when it like came on the news. It's like, he's like always like six months ahead of things, right. yeah. but because his reputation's so tarnished with, he fucked up with Sandy hook, pizza yeah. gate. Yeah. It's like, now people are just like, Oh, he can't be trusted. Yeah. But the thing there is that also the mainstream media lies to you not, not to the degree of Sandy hook, but they lie to you yeah. too. So we're all kind of left in this place now where we're all just kind of like, I don't know. Look at all the CNN employees that are being accused of pedophilia. There's two Two of them right now. (laughs) Two. The one who worked with um, the Cuomo. Oh, yeah. One of his producers is accused and somebody else. And it's just like, oh, my God. Oh, here we go. There's a weird something with the elite class and children. So the power struggle. They say, well, they say, you know, the the whole thing with children is is not so much sexual. It's a power thing. You're you're controlling a defenseless human being. Right. And you get Mm -hmm. off on that power of this person having no ability to to defend themselves. That's what it is. And that's. that's Do you think she's going to get off? I don't. I don't know if she's lame. I don't know if she'll live. I don't know if she'll hey, live. That's conspiratorial. I don't know if she'll live, man. I predicted her death. <laughs> like, I, if it if it goes 
to where she's convicted and and she can give names to reduce a sentence, she ain't gonna live. No, 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 no. no. I don't know what'll happen with her, but I I do find it almost hilarious that I other day I think I was reading something in like Esquire. They're talking about the conspiracy theorists, you mm. know, those people that have been predicting many of the things in society. Yeah, and uh, they were talking about that, and then they were like saying like. This person and this person believes, doesn't believe, they're conspiratorial and they believe Epstein um, didn't kill himself. And I'm like, at, immediately at that moment, I was like, oh, you're not a serious person. Right. Like, this is not a serious journalist. Yeah. Because, like, the, the belief that you're you're on suicide watch, your cellmate is taken out, <laughs> then two guards fall asleep and two cameras also go. And that person's position is so establishment, is so, like, sucking off the establishment media that basically that person was willing to go, yes, all that could have happened. That's very reasonable of the person who had all the secrets yeah. of the people that run the world. Like, that's very reasonable. And that person literally wrote that yeah. sentence. That Epstein coverage was a huge turning point for a lot of people mm -hmm. that was like, I used to laugh at conspiracy theorists. Now I'm starting to take them a little more seriously. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> conspiracy theory is a CIA term that right, they made right. up. And I, I just use it, it to call it uh, non-mainstream media non-mainstream and people who are making educated possible predictions of what looks to be coming right you know? it's like when they talk about like oh you talk about the digital wallet and want to go to social credit score i'm like you can google it it's, it's all on the internet it's common, man. id it's 2020 <laughs> the bill gates foundation rockefeller foundation like it's all on the internet yes. like they published it yeah they are already like saying like yeah this is what we want to do like why are you thinking i'm crazy for telling you what they want right people are like i've seen a lot of people really turning because i don't use red pill the way that like most people do because yeah. like i don't think it necessarily makes you conservative or liberal right it just sort of makes you like disconnect from the entire yeah. apparatus exactly <laughs> and go yeah. like this is like my worldview has been unravel unraveled so rapidly mm -hmm. That I don't even know how to process this right. stuff. And your political allegiance doesn't have, it doesn't need to have anything to do with your worldview and mm -hmm. what you can be awakened to. Yeah. Like, like, I know they're trying to make things today like liberal versus conservative as far as the vaccine goes, but it, it, that's what they're trying to make it. That's what they're trying to do to keep people separated, you know, to, to keep that. It's an easy trick. Yeah. It's an easy trick. Exactly. Whereas you have more in common with your fellow man. Exactly. Than you do. Like, and I think people don't see the world like that. They don't understand that like Pelosi's also on the same level as like Trump. That's right. They all have yeah. common interests. If yeah. you're a politician, I don't care if you're liberal Democrat, <laughs> if you're in Canada, if you're conservative NDP yeah. liberal, it doesn't matter. You're all scumbags right now. And we've seen, the mo the biggest thing during this pandemic has been the travelers who said not to travel and then got caught traveling. Sure, every yeah, politician yeah. has. I don't care what allegiance <laughs> they are, what color their their fucking party is. They've all been caught doing it. Yeah. Don't go somewhere and then they're caught and they're in the John the Tory family. mayor of yeah. Toronto has a yeah. fucking place in Florida, man. <laughs> For sure. Don't For sure. go anywhere. I'm in Florida. Peace, peace out. <laughs> the only difference with the other people is like they don't even get caught. I'm sure yeah. John Tory contemplated wearing a burqa just going through oh, Pearson yeah. and like just like I need to go on my trip these people are so wealthy they like just want to enjoy their life yeah what I think is so funny is my okay so like my favorite like woke I say woke in like different terms my favorite wokey thing lately is like the idea that your self-interest immediately eclipses your wokeness mm -hmm. meaning like for example with the vaccine it's like we know there's a finite amount of vaccines and they were saying like hey 
you know, Canadians, you don't need that many vaccines. Like there's people in third world countries, 80 year old grandmas who, if they got one shot of that vaccine, they would be saved. Could benefit them way more. And then you see the people that are the most virtuous, most telling everyone how to live, uh, can't wait to get their third (laughs) shot that they don't really need because they're 25. (laughs) And I also read that the Toronto Zoo is now in... injecting the uh, and the animals because yeah. it's now they're trying to er- first of all these people are so what? crazy they think they're going to eradicate covid which is so funny yeah but that's but isn't that the perfect snapshot of like the bullshit woke that it's like uh, it's like oh like you can give these to people in like uh third worlds and literally save their lives and yeah. they're like we'll put them in the llamas yeah like <laughs> at the, the toronto zoo at the toronto During zoo winter when nobody goes sees them <laughs> I just, yeah exactly <laughs> Oh my god! Insanity. I just see them like I just see this visual of them like in the cage late at night, just like jamming the yeah. animals with like gene yeah. therapy. The animals are just like, what the fuck did I do to deserve the this? animals? Are like, can you leave me alone? Leave me alone, like, man! Because they're all not all psyoped by oh. like the CIA and Big Pharma, right? So the animals are like, you know, like like skeptics, like, like this one. So the animals are just like, yeah, I don't need that shit. Like I'm fine. I'm not eight years old. Oh, like I'm not eight years old or obese. And I only have a seven year life shelf so leave me alone with this yeah. fucking vaccine i got into it with a doctor today and it was not pretty i got into it a in doctor person. today in person no on text in i text. just someone in my life that i really just need to eliminate you know those people they just yes. they're, they're just hanging on yeah and it's time to just give them the flick yes yeah and uh they were like um like they know i just had i don't know if i could talk about it, but whatever omicron Okay. And uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about the Patreon, but whatever. They know I had it, right? And they're saying to me, like, uh, it's a doctor that went to Harvard. Okay. It's like, you should go get the booster. Mm. And I was like, I wrote back, I'm like, I have natural immunity to the dominant variant in society. Mm-hmm. You want me to take a booster for the original uh, COVID yeah. that also we know lasts 10 weeks. So I have to experiment knowing I have immunity to get 10 weeks protection. Yeah. yeah. And you see these people they just spiral because they're so pompous that like no one's ever questioned them because they they just went, I'm a doctor. Mm -hmm. I went to Harvard, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, I'm laying bare how like piss poor your logic is here and that you're in a cult now that you're now telling me I have to get this thing that I already have a 99.99 chance of survival and immunity. And you're telling me I have to take this thing. And I was like, I was like, listen, I'm not even trying to be a dick here, but just like sell it to me, man. Yeah. Like sell me what you're saying. Right. And they he just starts spiraling and he's like, You're an idiot. This is he goes, You're not a you're not a doctor. I love that. I was like, Well, here's five doctors Are you a that tell me not a misogynist for yeah. that. He goes <laughs> through he goes through the, the checklist. Trudeau just called us all that. Yeah. He just did an interview <laughs> on a French t- television thing. It's making us round on Twitter. And he's like, he's like, Oh, le monde qui veut pas prendre le vaccin. Ils sont terribles. He's literally saying that there's a small portion of us that are extremists that don't want to take this vaccine that we're also racist and misogynists. What? The Prime Minister of Canada. Like, dude, oh, they, I'm so fucked. They throw around, like, you He's, know what? I know. They throw around term. Like, first of all, what people don't understand is like when you throw a term around, like all the time, like you call everyone racist, everyone this, it loses it's the value. Loses effect. Yeah. Absolutely. And like, yeah. So you're like working in such a, like, they had no problem. The hosts on MSNBC. I mean, the, you want a red pill. The coverage of the Rittenhouse trial on the liberal media was on a level that I was like, oh, you guys don't even care about the facts. Like, 
the people in MSNBC were calling him a white supremacist, yeah. a 17-year-old kid. Listen, I don't think he's any hero, <laughs> but like he was a 70-year-old kid and you're calling him white supremacist with no proof. No. They literally just made it up. That's and they were saying that he crossed state lines, lie. His mom drove him, lie. That's right. Like it was such a and I was like, "Oh, you guys literally don't care." And I think the only corrective measure that we can hope for is to any level of the media, whether it's right or left, is like what happened with Nicholas Sandman, mm-hmm. the Covington kid who just sued they the said, shit out of all these media. They medias. sued them and, and they all had to is, pay him. He's winning. And Rittenhouse now is saying that like, I'm going to sue all these people. Like the president of the United States, Biden, yeah. called him a white supremacist back in the election. Sue him. And I was like, you should, man. Absolutely. Like, I don't care your political affiliation. You can't just run around saying things about people. And you're right. Like, they're so loose with their words that you're like, I can't even take you seriously. I can't. And so people are starting to own them now. Like if somebody calls me a white supremacist, I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm a white, yeah, white supremacist. I am what you think I am apparently in this day and age. So I'm not going to fight they, it. What it. So when you, when they say that to you, do you, do you, do you like provide, like, do you say like prove it? No, I, I, I joke about everything. If, if I'm a white supremacist, I'm like, okay, white power. Yeah. White, I'm white, white supremacist. What, okay. You're right. It's where whatever you go, project where onto me. Where can I go in a sane conversation where I have to defend myself sure. from being a white supremacist? <laughs> no, I don't care about being, ca- like, I'm not Kevin Hart. Like, you know, I'm not scared about getting canceled these, these days because they have so much power now to cancel a mainstream celebrity and shit. I don't care. I, you want me to be a fucking racist white supremacist? Okay, I'll be that for you. yeah my no, real friends know. know me that's all that I, I, know. I give a shit about it's, you don't have to you don't have to engage with these people I, yeah you just don't have no. to it's like you don't owe them anything i don't and and i do when i'm bored like i will engage if i'm bored and i i want to i want to <laughs> sure. i just want to stir the fuck up. absolutely because i have no, i'm one of those people i have nothing to lose like porn star skydiver i'm not like mainstream i'm not like a, a politician nothing i get to say whatever the fuck i want to say and if you say something stupid i could say something equally or even more stupid it's not gonna affect my life one way or uh, i agree Dude, i agree this I, guy knows his power man. i know People my just, power man. <laughs> but it's also like you yeah. know what you should stand up for yourself like i don't like i think yeah. in life very much is like how people treat you is very much a reflection of just how you feel about yourself yeah. and what you project and like i make it clear like especially in business that like I'm a respectful person I'm like I, I go into situations with people that like for the most part I'm nice like if you meet me yeah like I'm, I'm welcoming but like then I also when I realize that you're coming for me then I can kind of tweak like yeah. and be like oh you want to battle yeah so now we'll go to battle and like I have a friend who's a lawyer and she's basically said that like her strategy in law has always been to go at the person at 100 miles an mm-hmm. hour because mm-hmm. you're sizing up your opponent in a battle yeah. and all of a sudden it knocks the person back to be like, yeah, I'm not to be fucked with. We don't live in that that society anymore. People are scared. So many, so many of my friends here in Canada got these vaccines because their job was threatened. Like I have like p- people that work for Bell Canada, the TTC. My TTC friend just had to retire because they, he had to be double vaccinated and he wasn't gonna get vaccinated. My belt, and and it's like it's like if you would have spoken your voice and and then like got three of your friends and then three of their friends and then all stood up together, you guys could have done something. But individually, you're all such little scared little sheep that they fucking bullied you guys to do something that you didn't want to do. All of my friends that are vaccinated did not want to be vaccinated. And now they're being laughed at by all of us that are unvaccinated. (laughs) They're back in the same boat. You can't go to the airport without a mask and without your... 
you know, being fully vaccinated and without being tested. Or the bar or restaurants Vaccine, or yeah. like half gyms. Okay, now. that's that's fine. But traveling is yeah. what Canadians love to do in the fucking winter. Super okay. Bars, too. gyms, that's kind of stuff. Okay, whatever. You got double vaccinated because you thought your travel experience in the winter was going to be easier. You weren't going to have to show up with a PCR test. Coming back into Canada, you're double vaccinated. You weren't going to have to go get three days before your flight and hopefully, you know, you get the right time and your flight, you know, flight doesn't change doesn't an hour. Yeah. yeah. Like that's what double vaccinated people thought they were going to get away from. Yeah. And now they're back in the same boat as me. Yeah. And I love it because now we're one team again. Yeah. Now the triple vaccinated are going to be against us, unvaccinated and double vaccinated. Well, you, you, you've got a, sh you've got more power. I got now. a team again. Shift. Yeah. Because yeah. now there's a bunch of you double vaccinated yeah. going. I don't want this third booster. I, I I was sold a lemon. I was sold a product that fucking told me that. If you look at there's the my favorite videos are the ones where all the doctors and the high we up medical the Teresa it. Tams and the Dr. Fauci's saying you get double vaccinated life is going back to normal for like a year promoting yeah. the vaccine and how if you get two shots you don't need a mask you don't need this you don't need that it's all good now we're back to Oh, if you get double vaccinated, you just won't die. You still can transmit it. You can still get it, but you just won't die. Bullshit. All my double vaccinated friends are getting fucking 104 degree fevers. Yeah. Well, here's my favorite winter, one. And I'm fucking perfectly There's fine. There's five politicians right now, triple vaccinated, who all have Omicron. Omicron's just breaking through everything. Yeah, it's a fucking cold. It's a, know. You, know, you well, can fix it with NyQuil, it. man. Like, <laughs> you get over it. You just take some chicken, mom's chicken soup. You'll be fine in three or four days. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I will say that, like... I, the reason I got vaccinated, number one, because I was coerced by the government in violation of Article 13 of the UN Declaration. <laughs> Hope you're suing somebody. Yeah, but second of all, <laughs> the reason I got it is because there was this message. Actually, I have the tweets. I think I, I actually I think I pulled it out down, but basically it was like the way the vaccine was sold initially by Pfizer, mm -hmm. I was pulling up the tweets. It was basically saying that it stopped transmission. Yes. They sold yeah. it as it stopped yes. you from getting COVID, yes. that breakthrough infections were not a thing. And they everybody sold it at 92%, that. okay? Yes. And then it just kept dropping. And then my, so my thought process was like when I visit my mother or immunocompromised person, which I don't really know anyone who's immunocompromised, but, you know, eventually maybe that I would be doing my part mm -hmm. in uh, protecting them from and, and less likely to give it to them. But now that that narrative has just gone away and now I'm in a situation where I'm like, well, I was never, I never wanted this thing and I regret taking this thing because I've never been scared of COVID. I only took it for that one reason. Yes. And the fact that I was then coerced by the government by restricting my movement in society. Take it for, it was the take it for your loved ones campaign. Yeah. Oh, God. Take, it for take it for your loved ones campaign. That was the pre, we're going to threaten your job if you don't take it campaign. <laughs> yeah. But see, here's the, here's what I always say. This is what ends an argument with a person that's like, why don't you get the vax? Why don't you get the vax? All I have to say is, if the two vaccines that you took, if right now you were able to go to the airport and do all the things that they promised you to do, do you not think I would be running to get it? Sure. True. But because now you're back in the same boat as me, what's making me think that I should go get these things? Yeah. I waited long enough because I kind of I had my conspiracy theorist feelings that this is what how they were going to bamboozle us, you know. And I, I ended up being right. There's now, also two years of clinical trials I, left. You know, I mean, fuck. yeah, I know. It's like a, think to. 
yourself. This is why I tell them, think to yourself, if it was the miracle drug that they promised us, do you not think I would have taken it by now that I've seen all of you guys take two and now I see what the results are? I get, I'm getting to see the results. I'm not sold on it. I'm sorry. And most people are like, eh, well, but, fuck, but right. the thing is, is the, <laughs> the fact, like, I'm really big on like facts and figures and mostly you can only get them from like Twitter and Reddit. Yeah. But in in Denmark, ninety percent of the people that have had a breakthrough infection with Omicron yeah. uh, are either double vaccinated or triple vaccinated. So this narrative of like, basically, the they have to then admit that like the vaccine mandates weren't actually to keep people safe. Right, like that was the illusion that yep. if I go to the gym and everyone's vaccinated, I won't get it. That's right. been destroyed. So then, therefore, the argument has to then be, oh no, we knew that, which we did. We actually just restricted your civil liberties. Exactly. So that you would be forced to take this experimental vaccine, which is a horrifying sell. So they sold it as like, if as long as you're in this circle of people. And dude, I hear people who haven't caught up. Like I was walking with my uh, stepdad and we met this guy we knew. And the guy was like, yeah, we had Christmas at our house. But we told everyone and our family members, like, if you're unvaccinated, don't come. You're going to, you're going to, like, we're not safe. And I was like... Oh, you're like still there. <laughs> like that was like the narrative like four months ago and it's been like blown apart. Like, <laughs> do you, fuck. but then I realized most people, I will say most people have a family and they're not like, I'm like a nerd. Like I consume all this information. They don't have time to like, they just plug their head into CBC and go like, okay. But and the, they never move. But you know, you know, humans have a, a thing that they can't hide, which is like their human nature. I knew that people had doubts about these vaccines after they got double vaccinated and they were still wearing the mask. Well, they were mandated still, though. But to, you still have the no people that just say, put yeah. them on, man. Yeah. They put them on to go drive their Play car. Play my clip. Play my clip. They put them on to go walk their dogs. And that's the person that you know, they, they feel like there's something off with this vaccine, but they're still so into just doing what they're told to fucking do. So this do. is what's, ha so second one here. So, okay, so before I play this, I, I, I just want to explain because I want to talk about this with you. So um, I have long maintained on this show, which is a very controversial position. We built a website. And again, everyone has to make everything partisan because they're insane course, and children. Of course. But I just basically was able to say at the beginning that I believe the vaccine which I still do believe decreases severity of hospitalizations and death. I okay. do still believe that. Okay. Now that was a traditionally liberal thing because everyone's on teams now, but <laughs> I then remember when Fauci said the masks don't work. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then Sanjay Gupta said it. it was the same month. So around that time before I built the website, I was like, well, let me look at the press of the past 20 to 30 years, and let me look at all the data of the past 20 to 30 years and see if masks were proven to work. And I'm reading old press from like 1999, 2005, SARS, all these H1N1. things. H1N1. And, and yeah. the Nobody narrative- H1N1. The narrative in the media, including like by all these experts that are now on Twitter saying something completely different, was yeah, the mask, like you need an N95 or like it's pointless. Right. And that's what the studies have said for the past 20 years. So I do think it's the biggest collective psychosis I've ever witnessed in my life. Yeah. Because now, and this is what came out today, this is the CNN medical expert, and she's now repeating what I've been saying for eight months on this show. Let's play it. Cloth masks are not appropriate for this pandemic. It was, it's not appropriate for Omicron. It was not appropriate for Delta, Alpha, or any of the previous variants either, because we're dealing with something that's airborne. 
so this is known for 20, 30 years. They're all we're admitting it. And, and it, then so if that's the narrative now, it's switching again. Right. Then how the fuck can you continue to have a mask mandate? <laughs> yeah. If anything, I would respect you a lot more if you were just like N95s and everybody, right. that's the mandate. But now you're telling me that when I go to the store and the mask doesn't work, that's just bullshit. Then. Right. You've mandated something that's bullshit. And I think they're switching the narrative because I think they want to hide vaccine failure yes with then trying to bring in n95s which work to a degree but not that much and i think that's what they're trying to do and now we're on the testing craze there Mm. there are people lining up at the pharmacies trying to get these (laughs) rapid antigen tests because that's the thing now now before you have a big gathering at your house make sure everybody's tested and that's my if you look if you follow the money the the trudeau government just allowed federally at all the airports this austrian company to be the people doing the rapid tests at all the airports if you follow the money it's all the legislators all the lawmakers that made deals with these companies they're going to be making fucking millions Uh, from just these it's a mafia state we're in a mafia state. it is it is if people were more about okay let's put your science versus my science aside just follow the money Mm -hmm. a lot of people would be red pilled quicker yeah, because it, you you my whole thing is to get people back to you didn't trust big corporations, big pharma before all this. You got to go back to that, and not you got to think that we're not in their best interest unless we're a customer. If they but were to cure us with all these fucking miracle pills and miracle things, they would have no more business. So, yeah. but that's the greatest shift in my lifetime is the fact that now the Republican is the anti-establishment. No, isn't that mm. weird? And like. Uh, in the nine, like nineties liberals, yeah. let's say, used to be like the like fuck the corp. It was like the gays. It was like fuck the that corporation. Was I was a nineties drugs, liberal. free speech, free speech, free everything. Yeah. You don't bother me. I don't bother you. Our ideas, we can argue about them, but like we're we'll remain friends till the end. And then it just switched to liberalism becoming. You either agree with my way of thinking or you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, because it's they're like, now because the, what happened is the oligarchic class yeah. decided that liberals were the best group to carry water for them and that's why you see like the cia doing like woke ads Uh as they like invade countries this is the best show i've ever done man we go from porn to serious yeah we don't (laughs) fuck around around, this is good we get we get deep it's called unmentionable i guarantee you you your listenership stays you know how some people stay 20 minutes 30 minutes and i I bet you people listen to your whole fucking show most of our shows are like 90 percent of attention 92 percent of attention sometimes sometimes i just fart in the mic for 10 minutes just keep going people stay i mean honestly yeah um (laughs) that's where we lost the eight percent yeah eight percent because i kept farting the mic okay well well here's what here's what i want to do actually can I, i know we didn't cut in the middle but um can we go to patreon and just do a little bit more about porn with him and yeah, then wrap it up. Yeah, let's go. Let's um, go. Because I want to like bring it back because I I want to kind of talk about just a preview for that. I want to talk about Lohan's crotch. Uh, guys, unmentioned podcast slash uh, patreon.com slash unmentioned podcast for the whatever's coming up. Can you do it in an English accent so they can understand? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sounded like a Bell Canada worker. <laughs> <laughs> can, actually, can you fix my iPhone, sir? <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. Uh, let me see it, please. <laughs> Thank you. What was the Simpsons? Thank you. Come again. Thank you. Come again. There you go. Apu, apu. Apu, yeah. Okay, so if you're listening to this and you're like, you guys went on a different tangent, which they probably enjoyed and they couldn't turn off, uh, we'll go, we're going to go to Patreon. We'll talk about Lohan and we'll fit. I want to go back to like what happens at the end stage of a porn career, mm. OnlyFans, 
like how the economics of it all has changed and uh, a couple more questions so patreon.com slash unmentionable podcast if you're too cheap this is the end of your episode bye Boom. let's go